This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Sports to the Max News Talk 830 WCCO. Um, Sam Willis is an interesting entrepreneur, I call him. Uh, his background is is pretty cool. Great basketball player that came here from Chicago. His father Sharif, serving time for years for uh, 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 some different things over the years. Back in the early '90s, you became familiar with his name if you lived in this town. Um, and about I think three to six months before um, the George Floyd uh, murder, uh, he had opened up uh, a restaurant. Um, uh, what turned out to be. Uh, they hadn't opened it yet. They had just secured the spot um, about 100 yards from where George Floyd lost his life. And he joins us now. Uh, I want to talk to him about three different things. One one is just that. What is it like at George Floyd squaring in that area? Number two is is they watched the Kim Potter trial. And what is here on the south side of Minneapolis? And number three, how, how are they treating COVID over there if you're a business owner on the south side? He, it, we'll talk about all three. But Sam, always good to visit with you. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Um, no, by the way, no Anthony Edwards tonight for the Timberwolves. He's out of the protocol. That that guy can play. Man, he can sweat out ball. 10 3 pointers? Come, come on, on man. now. Come on now. Come I, on. I mean, you man. had some good days. Man, that's the, that's the youngest rookie ever to do it. You never did that at Roosevelt. And I don't think Robert Mestis ever did it at Roosevelt. I put him up. I, I, I thought I could hit 10. You, I mean, you I shot him? No question. Yeah, you <laughs> took the shots. You could have done it because you took the shots. Yeah, no regrets there. Hey, Sam, let me start with um, this COVID thing it, because it, it seems like every five minutes we're getting another report. Sean Payton now uh, is out. The New Orleans Saints head coach tested positive. I think that's his second time as well. When you sit around your restaurant, Just Turkey, on the south side of Minneapolis, and this conversation turns to COVID, uh, what do the clientele uh, tell you where you sit there? Um, a, are most of them vaccinated? B, do most of them have an opinion about COVID and where it stands? Uh, yeah, um, I, you know, my staff is fully vaccinated. Um, I'm probably the only one that I, um, not vaccinated that um, works there. Uh, my staff is fully vaccinated. I had COVID last year. 
Um, I had to shut my restaurant down for a couple of days. We had to get it sprayed. Uh, they came in with hazmat suits, and uh, we sprayed the whole facility. Uh, we encourage everyone to make a mask when you enter our facility. Uh, due to the Minnesota mandate, uh, you know, that, you know, we're enhancing that mask to be worn. Uh, so COVID is really a big issue around the area. And uh, me personally, I wash my hands about, you know, four or five times an hour. And I also wear a mask every day as well. So why did you, why have you chosen not to get vaccinated? Uh, just due to uh, personal preference, uh, due to, uh, you know, doing different things that uh, occurs with and, you know, people that have still been vaccinated, still catching COVID. So it, it really is not preventing anyone from catching it. I guess it's preventing anyone from dying, but it's still not preventing anyone from catching COVID. Now, now what about your clientele that comes through? I, I'm not going to ask for a percentage here, but in general, vaccinated, unvaccinated, what are, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? I think the majority of the people that's coming in and vaccinated, uh, my cousin came in today. He uh, just got the shot a couple of days ago. Where, uh, he just came in. He was fully vaccinated. Uh, He's doing it for the purposes so he can travel abroad and things of that nature. So people have their different um, purposes of why they are being vaccinated. Those are some of the topics that we have been talking about. Sam Willis is our guest. He owns a restaurant just Turkey, about 100 yards from uh, uh, the George Floyd murder. And um, he's seen it all there, but he also grew up there in that area, so he knows it well. What what does uh, what what does your area feel like right now? You know, we, we we've checked in periodically uh, since all that has taken place here in the last year and a half. Right now, today, how does it feel around 38th in Chicago? Uh, the atmosphere is very very good now. Uh, the uh, the, uh, the violence has stopped in the area, uh, so that's been a positive. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, you know a lot of people still coming to visit. Uh, do even in, while it's you know kind of chilly here. Um, the only thing that we prefer that, you know, they treat our area uh, like they do uptown Minneapolis and things like that. We need some Christmas lights and decorations and things like that. So people can feel warm when they come, when they do come visit. So, so what, um, when you, uh, obviously you, you, you get people coming out, but, but you talk about the safety factor for a while there, what you, what I was hearing from you and others was it was too easy for people because there, there, there was uh, things were shut down in terms of traffic. It was too easy for burglars, for thieves, for people that were uh, of a violent nature to commit a crime of some sort and then walk right through, in essence, the, the 38th and Chicago area and know that they could never be pursued by a squad car or anybody else. That's changed some, but did that, that take care of a lot of it or what? Uh, since the streets have been opened up now, uh, that changed a lot because the police have been frequently uh, coming through the area now. We have ambulances coming through the area. Uh, about a week ago, I saw the fire department do a test run through the area. Uh, so we, we finally get uh, what our uh, tax dollars are paying for. And so uh, that's been a good look for the community. Sam Willis is our guest. Sam, what people come into your I would think that, that, that generally speaking, you're going to be a neighborhood place, and I get that. But have you had people from all over the country come through and say, hey, we just wanted to see where this took place all over the world? What, what, what kind of, you know, nobody gets a better uh, lens than, than a guy that owns a restaurant in the neighborhood. What have you seen? Yeah, we get on uh, frequently. We just had some people come in from San Diego, uh, North Carolina, uh, Georgia, uh, Florida, um, Rhode Island, Portland. Uh, so we get different people that's frequently visiting every day, uh, which is a uh, little for the community, but also uh, you know they just want to experience the uh, the energy in the area. And uh, a lot of people in taking the center is deep and they can feel it, um, just like witnessing on TV. And you know just to see what people think and how they react to the uh, whole situation is very good. Very, very, very powerful because of how the people have been reacting. So, so these people, they come in and, and, and do they have questions for you? Or do they just want to walk and say, this is where it happened? What, what is it they, they seek? 
Yeah, they uh, they see questions and they uh, also they want to know exactly where it happened at. And I tell you know I show them like you know about 200 steps from this restaurant. Then you can look down the street right there and you can see where it actually happened at. And so uh, they they uh, they want to get you know familiar with the area. And I tell them what a uh, you know what a makeshift cemetery is. You know, it's right around the corner. And so people um, they really come to visit just to get the experience and just to be around the whole atmosphere. Are they bothersome at all to the the, the merchants and the people that own uh, places there, or uh, has everybody kind of come to terms that this is the way life is now? Yeah, they they pretty much um, you know they um everybody coming to grips and uh, you know just everything's you know people are figuring things out and they you know got them witnesses on TV and the whole world got a chance to see what happened to George Floyd and uh, and it's uh, obvious that uh, same thing that they have with Kim Potter and uh, Dr. Uh, Martin. Okay, so let, let's move on to the Kim Potter situation for a minute. Again, where you sit in South Minneapolis as we watch this trial, um, Kim Potter uh, in and uh, you know, Kim Potter versus the state, but it's the rights in, in essence that are that are uh, um, uh, the prosecution who they're defending. Uh, what do you see, and what what do the people that you talk to on a daily basis say about this trial? Uh, we, you know, we, at first, we, it's kind of like the same situation with George. It's kind of pins and needles. But uh, today, she testified today in the uh, prosecution. I think did an awesome job questioning her. Uh, uh, Earl Gray, uh, he shouldn't have put her on the stand, you know, as far as because she really uh, she really couldn't really take the questions and things of that nature. And she understood what she did. And she tried to do the cry and move and things like that, which is we didn't see any tears falling from her eyes. And so that's what we're really talking about today. You know how she was trying to do a fake crime. We didn't see any tears falling from her eyes. She was she wasn't she was sympathetic, nor was she empathetic. Do, do you think though that there's a, there's there's a legitimate chance that that she thought she had a taser and it was uh, a gun? No, because uh, she pointed out, and you know the eyes is everything. So you, uh, even you know the difference between yellow and black. And so when she reached out and said taser, 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 she said it a, a, you know a few times to where she can she had an opportunity to look down and know that she didn't have a taser in her hand. So, so is there a belief amongst the people that you talk to that this was intentional then? Oh, I don't think it was intentional, but, you know, she was, uh, it was reckless. And so, um, you know, I don't think she, was, she didn't come out, you know, saying today I'm going to kill a, a black young man or anything like that nature. But the understanding that she was reckless uh, and handling the gun or she's familiar with. And uh, she know the difference. She had training. So, she, uh, you know, she's been in the police force for years. She, she obviously know the difference between a taser and a gun. And also they were different, like the uh, guy, the prosecutor, you know, one of the guys that testified, uh, he said, you know, from the DCA, the difference between a, a handgun and a pistol, a handgun uh, and a taser. A handgun uh, weighs 2 point um, some ounces. A uh, uh, taser weighs 0. 0.9 ounces. And so the heavy and the volatile, uh, the heavy, the heaviness and the uh, and the uh, pistol and the uh, taser is what was being questioned in our store today. And so when you talk to you, say, uh, in general, and I know these are just generalities. You guys aren't the jury, and, and this is just conversation on the south side of Minneapolis. Uh, but d- d- is is there a conclusion that uh, this was a bad mistake by her, but she must pay uh, with time in prison? Is, is there a feeling of, uh, boy, she just panicked and made a terrible mistake, but but we all do, and so it should only be probation. What is it? Yeah, I mean, she did a terrible mistake, and she got to pay the piper. Somebody has to pay the piper. What what, so, what is uh, the payment for the piper? I guess is what I'm saying when, when you're when you're visiting with folks. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had it on, we have it on our, uh, we have it on the TV in our restaurant, and so people that come in and visit from and get a chance, the opportunity to see it, and we're standing there watching it. And everybody's zoomed into the t- television, um, just watching the. Uh, 
as the show go on and you know and, you know it, it it was evident that uh she she had it and she had it in her hand and she knows the difference between the weight possibilities of a, a taser and a, a handgun and so uh somebody has to pay the piper and uh she's a uh and she's a culprit in the situation and so therefore uh she has to she does have to pay the but I mean, do you think it should be like a year or five years, or what's the what's the conventional thought? Uh, you know, someone lost a life, so okay. Uh, we, we, I mean, what's the time on a life? Uh, someone lost a life. You know, he's a kid. You know, he has a family. You know, he's a, a father to a newborn, and so it's a lot of uh, things. You know, issues that take place in this type of situation. And so we have to be very, very empathetic to him and his family, and uh, and understand that uh, you know that. A loss, a life, a life was lost today. You know, during the uh, occurrence of that action. Sam Willis, on on, on a, maybe a brighter note, I hope. I mean, did, does it feel like Christmas around where you are? And in, in, in uh, you know, are people coming to shop and see things? Is the holiday spirit in play at all in 38th in Chicago now? Uh, the holiday spirit is uh, everyone is in the mood. Everybody in the festive mood, and uh, which is good. But the you know, it's dark in our area, and we you know, I, I, I reached out to the uh, our city council people. I reached out to the mayor. I reached out to uh, PJ Hill, and you know, just uh, just to let them know that uh, you know we need a Christmas lights in the area because yep. it's dark, and so uh, we we got the only lights on, and you know we have lights in our restaurant. We have them on all the night. And, you know, yeah, but you're saying privately you can decorate your own thing, but you're saying let let's get some yeah. street lights decorated and, and and some things that that the city controls. Yes, 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 that the city can control, and so they they uh, they kind of neglecting the area still. Uh, it's a, a big fight, uh, you know. Even with the George Floyd Foundation, you know, the money that they said they were going to give us, you know, they're sending us through a lot of red tape. And so a couple of businesses have closed. Dragon Walk has to shut their doors down. Which, who um, did? Dragon Walk. Okay, they did? Uh, yeah, they had to shut their doors due to, you know, uh, due to lack of, uh, the lack of, you know, people coming over and, you know, just to uh, support. Well, from, I don't uh, even know. The Floyd city. Foundation is supposed to finance what? Or, or is it just based on... Uh, uh, people um, make an appeal, or, or, or they, they they file for for money, or, or they come up with a proposal. How, how does that work? Uh, the Floyd Foundation, you know, they they, they said that they were going to help the businesses in our area, uh, which we haven't seen, and so you know, and you know, they said it to the world, and so you know, I had people calling me from all across the world, from Connecticut, Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, and you know, they, they thought I hit the jackpot like I was getting rich, like I was about to have a lot of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we still we still haven't received the funds to help our businesses in the area. And also like I mentioned, you know, uh, during the, you know, during Easter, we need things over there for Easter. During things for Halloween, we need things for Halloween. Some things that they do around uh you know, as they do uptown and, and downtown. Sure, and some of that would be a city responsibility, but you're also saying that you'd like to tap into the Floyd Foundation for for some ancillary things. Yes, yes, because it's, if it's going to be a memorial uh, is where people come and visit all throughout the world, not just the United States. Just people got coming throughout the world, and so we we see people every day, and we witness to see people every day, and we want to make it uh, attractive, and so where people are going to continue to come. Uh, this is a place where, where uh, people are going to be coming for years to come. This is something that the world witnessed, and so we want to make it attractive for the people, so they'll be able to. You know, walk around the uh, neighborhood and feel free to uh, feel comfortable in the neighborhood. And as far as you know, like the Floyd Foundation, if you have a project that you want financed by them, is there a, is there a methodology? Do, do you do you fill out a form or what happens? Yeah, they had us filling out a form that doesn't even consist on the business. It's just a lot of red tape, and uh, you know, like I mentioned to them before, uh, there's only five to six businesses in the area. 
so a lot of people, uh, uh, Lake Street got, uh, received so much funds, and they wasn't even affected by, you know, they was affected by the, uh, George Floyd. But we were, we were in the heart of where George Floyd, uh, you know, died at, and we, we still not, uh, we still being neglected. And so there's a very, and there's a, a very unfortunate, and it's very uh, heartfelt, and it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's very sad because you know now a, a business had to shut down. The Dragon Walk is officially, you know, closed its doors. Um, due to the lack of funds and due uh, and during the time, you know, the Dragon Walk had was one of the most talked about things uh, during the trial. Yeah, I can't and, believe that that had to close down. Yes, yes, and they and, you know they were the one of the most talked about things during the trial, and so they should have been to get a lot of more attention. Uh, like the police, when the police wasn't coming through, they had a lot of people hanging outside his restaurant. So what he only can do uh, takeout orders, and it's uh, truly sad that uh, that he had to shut his doors. And I've been praying for him and his family. Because this is something he put all his hard uh, money in, his blood, sweat, and tears in. And so for him to shut down his doors is very, very unfortunate. And the city has to do something about it. Our city councilman, the mayor, the governor, uh, like I was mentioned before, the governor hasn't been to the area. The mayor hasn't been to the area. Uh, it's just sad. Oh, boy. Well, keep us posted, Sam, because we need to know these things, okay? Yes, sir. We'll do. And can I come get some turkey tips soon? Oh uh, yeah, bring I mean to tell you, and, and, and they're clean and they're healthy, and are they tasty, right? Yes, sir. Turkey till thirty-seven, thirty-one Chicago Avenue North, over south. Remember, I brought that other family with me the last time, and they loved it. Yeah, you sat, y'all sat down, and y'all sat down and had a good meal. And we had a great conversation. And I want to see you again. We're gonna do it again soon, hopefully before Christmas. All right, my man. All right, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you, Sam Willis. Nice enough to join us. And and you can let me just say in, in that conversation. That, that that eight minutes that we did, whatever it was, uh, podcast that because it explains so much of where we're at right now in Minnesota. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 